You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the tastiest protein bar that there is. Daniel, we're back for our Wednesday, or uh, I'm sorry, for a Tuesday episode. This isn't Wednesday yet. It's, I don't I don't know what day it is. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. No, it's, today's Tuesday. That's the day that it um, is, Daniel. Because how do I know this? Yep. Because if you listen to me right now, you're patting yourself on the back because you just watched BYU demolish hmm. Navy. Now, Correct. now, to be fair, the game, as we're recording, the game is literally happening it's, as we're going. So This is a bold move. That's, that's, that's a, a bold move that you just went for. Well, right Daniel, if, if I know anything about our predicting robes and our mm, hot takes. That's, uh, hey, if, <laughs> we look, looked into a candle, and it's seldom wrong. It's um, seldom wrong. Um, hey, yeah. We're glad you're here with us on Locked On Bulldogs, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We will be here every day during the season, five times during the week, talking about UGA during the football season, uh, the football team clearly and obviously. Daniel and I are not gurus or insiders, but we are fans first and foremost. So this is a show for fans, by fans. We want your fandom to increase as ours increases as well. That's right. It's real takes from real fans. That's what the show is about. And so we're glad that you're here. If you're new to the show, if you're just stumbling across us, um, thanks for listening. Just go ahead and click that subscribe button. That's all we ask of you. Um, we're never going to try to sell you a membership or mm-hmm. try to lure you behind a paywall because we think, honestly, that's a little creepy. So um, just click that subscribe button and that'll be enough for us. If you've been listening to the show for a while, uh, we say this every single episode. Listen to me, people. Mm-hmm. Just leave us a rating or and or a review on Apple Podcasts. 97 is the number right now, Clint. It's 97. Come on now. You understand? With three of you. Three of you out there, go click the little button. Click the five stars. Uh, we, we'll be glad that you did. You might not be glad that you did. I think you will. I think you'll feel it in your heart. I happy. think you'll be glad that yeah, you did. They'll be happy. Um, but I know that we'll be glad that you did. Thank you for all of you that have done that. That really helps us out. Tell a friend about the show if you love it. Uh, sign up your cat, all those things. Um, uh, Clint and I don't take ourselves too seriously, as he said, but um, we do love talking about the University of Georgia's bittersweet episode. Here. I don't know what number it is. It's not a milestone episode or anything, but bittersweet episode. Um, it is Tuesday as you're listening to this, but it's Monday 178. night. As 178 episodes. 178. Well, kudos. Kudos to us, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, does that include all the Talking Dogs episodes, or is that just 178 Locked On episodes? Is that what we're No, Daniel. That would be... That's, no, that is... Most. Going that is way from back conception in. of the pod. That's right. Okay. Uh, it's Monday night as we we're recording this. As It's halftime of the BYU-Navy uh, atrocity that's happening on TV. <laughs> but that's not what's supposed to be on TV right now, Clint. That's, mm. not what, that's not what we've all bookmarked as being on TV. Not that I'd be watching TV right now. No. Because you and I... We wouldn't be we'd recording be sitting, this podcast. We'd be sitting in the bins. That's, we would be live recording the podcast from our phones, from the bins that's right, right now as we watch the University of Georgia take on Virginia. It's a sad day. Uh, but we hope that you made it through Labor Day. Okay, not uh, taking solace in the fact that in less than three weeks, 
you will, in fact, be watching those those same Georgia Bulldogs Come on. Uh, take on uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks, Sam Pittman, Felipe Franks, and all of our old friends that are playing for Arkansas these days. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff we're going to jump into uh, and get to. In this first segment here, Clint, I want us to move away from players. And I want us to start talking about coaches because much has been made of Jamie Newman and his departure. Much has sure. been made about um, the timing of said departure mm-hmm. and how close it is to the season. Much has been made about what kind of a bind this may or may not put the UGA staff in. And so I have a simple question. Um, let's talk about offensive coordinator Todd Munkin for a minute because – um, in all this quarterback conversation, I think mm-hmm. Todd Munkin is not being talked about enough. And as we transition quarterbacks, Clint, is there any yes. fear that's be- that's building in your heart that that we may, in fact, that this transition of quarterbacks may, in fact, be just enough for Kirby to just tiptoe back into the offensive meeting rooms and put a little bug in Todd Munkin's ear and say. Hey, we need to simplify this offense. We need to slow everything down. We need to be more conservative. We need to hand the ball off to Zamir White and our stable of very talented running backs who we are going to get to later in the show. Are you nervous that this this change of quarterback so suddenly and so late in fall camp is going to uh, derail the plans for a more aggressive offense and make us more conservative? Not one bit. Two reasons why. Okay. okay. Let's hear them. One. Because if my question doesn't give me away, I am very nervous. nervous. No, I, I got very that. Nervous. nervous. I hear Talk that. me off the ledge. Here's off the ledge. Daniel, I'm going to use your own words against you in the argument to bring you off the ledge. Okay, you, sure. You began last week by saying that Jamie Newman could possibly, you gave a couple options of why he decided to do this. COVID is not the reason. Okay. Let the record state. COVID was not sure. the reason. Sure. Um, early draft status by some agent as well as competition now the more rumors we hear coming out of georgia the more and more that we are understanding the more quote insiders whatever it may be but there seems to be smoke to the to the fact or or story that jamie newman thought that he was going to lose this starting job or he didn't have a stranglehold on it or it wasn't his in entirety and okay and you that's, began, that's we're hearing it we're hearing it you mm-hmm. began to talk a little bit on that side last week, Daniel. You weren't fully on that side. You began talking a little bit on that side, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If that's I mean, the case. It's, if that's it's, the case. It's, it's possible. It's possible. Right. Exactly. It's a possibility. If that possibility is out there and if that was the case, then the fact of the matter is I think this only solidifies further. It does not. This forces Kirby's hand more, I think, to trust Todd Munkin to be like, coach, in the midst of a crisis. Okay, Daniel. Crisis is a horrible thing to waste. All right. Horrible thing to waste. Hmm. I think that this Todd Munkin, if I, if he is who we think he is, says Kirby, trust me, this doesn't change anything. My system is my system. Our players are our players. I know who we have. I'm not a moron. I know how to make an offense that we have said before actually makes running backs successful. It's not just the air raid. Mm-hmm. So his That's offense correct. is not arid, is not big shots downfield and a scrambling quarterback. That's not what his offense is. So I think Todd Munkin, this is built in for Todd Munkin to do things, Daniel. All right. I, 
I actually have a follow-up question to that, and we're going to get to it um, in segment number two. Uh, before we do that, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the fine folks over at rockauto.com, would we not, Clint? Because uh, they are the the definitive source for buying car parts on the internet. Uh, let's say that you, as with most people, have your 2005 Honda Odyssey uh, mm-hmm. sitting in the sitting in your driveway, and it needs a new radiator, or it needs new wiper blades, or it could be a big job, it could be a small job. You might be a master mechanic, you might be just an average Joe who doesn't want to pay thirty-two dollars for an oil change, all right? And you just want to buy an oil filter, uh, you know, for six dollars and change your own oil and pretend to be a man during this COVID crisis. Uh, Either way, rockauto.com is the place for you. You can get the guaranteed best price for your car at the guaranteed lowest price. So the best part for your car at the lowest price, I should say. Rockauto.com, uh, in the, there's a box that says, how'd you hear about us? You can enter, uh, type in locked on. That lets them know that we sent you and you will get, uh, the guaranteed best part for your car, all the parts that your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. You got a follow-up question, All right, Clint. I got a follow-up question. Now, we got other stuff on the sheet here that we're supposed to be talking about, but I'm going to push this offensive coordinator conversation even further. All right. Executive producer intern Michael, deal with it. Okay? Deal with it. Yell at me later. Uh, He will. (laughs) What happens if we come out week one and the offense looks pedestrian? And, nay, what happens – we come out week two against Auburn. Maybe we squeak out a win against Auburn. But the offense looks pedestrian, Clint. At what point am I allowed to get nervous? I just want to – I want us to all be on the same page before we go into the season. Okay, Georgia fans? We know we're going to at some point hate the offensive coordinator for the University of Georgia. He's, what he's, we do. The, he's the offensive coordinator at UGA, so of course we are That's obligated correct. to. So now, I need you to tell me at what point it is appropriate to start panicking. Do you not have a bucket next to your side right That's now? A, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, okay. Listen, you, I just, I don't, I... I resent you trying to talk me off the ledge five minutes ago. So I'm I'm trying to throw this back in your face and tell you, if not now, when should I panic, Clint? Basically, no. That's what I'm asking. Be, we should be in full panic mode right now, Daniel. If you're a UGA mm-hmm. fan and you are not thinking to yourself that we may be a a Grayson Lambert away from. From the offensive woes, then why? Then why? I don't know. Why how would to you, help you? Why be, would you? Because Daniel, say the name <laughs> Grayson Lambert on this on this fine podcast in front of these fine people. Because I I it's need a, them to know this. What this? What Georgia fans? This is this is how you know we're Georgia fans right this now. Is, like this, right? Is, we're absolutely. Not, uh, you should be panicking right I, now. I'll tell I'll tell you this right now, and 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 I just need it to be said up front. Okay. If the offense sucks this year, I'm not saying I'm out okay. on the man. But if the offense sucks this year, the blame falls squarely on the shoulders of one person. 
and you will not hear me say anything different on this podcast. If the offense sucks this year, it is Kirby Smart's fault. And I will begin down a road where I begin saying to myself and others that under Kirby Smart as a head coach, Georgia will never have a successful, dynamic offense. Clint, I don't want to say that. I don't want to be that guy. I hate that guy. You it's understand not, what I'm trying to say? I to hate that. When that guy comes on, I turn him off. That's right. Do you know why? Kirby Smart has done nothing but great things for the University of Georgia in his albeit brief tenure as head football coach. But there's no two ways around it, Clint. No. If the man, Todd Munkin, has had, with the exception of the Cleveland Browns last year, which <laughs> Baker Mayfield – how you doing? He any good, Clint? No. Is he is he good at the football? No. No. Racked up a lot of numbers against Baylor and TCU, though, didn't good, he? Sure good did. For you, Baker. Um, okay. So with the exception of the Cleveland Browns line, every college collegiate stop that this man has been at, what has happened to the offense under oh, his tutelage? It's been buoyed. It's been leader of packs. It's been leading conferences. He's got players drafted that have no business being in the NFL, Daniel. That's right. So um, he's done that on every level, Power 5 level. He's done it on a smaller scale. Um, he's done it uh, as offensive, as position coach. He's done it as an offensive coordinator. If if it doesn't happen under hit at, at Georgia, it won't be his fault. It will no. be Kirby Smart's fault. And, and so – there's a lot riding on this season of offense. Is all I'm trying to say, like mentally for me, there's a lot. Not only is there a national championship and there's potential, another, you know, continued dominance in the SEC East, a potential run that maybe Alabama's a little bit weaker and there's, the SEC is kind of there for the taking. Sure, there's all those things are at play. But in the bigger picture, my overall level of optimism and hope, we are. Multiple national championships in the next five years, Clint. That's 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 the train we've been riding. Correct. Multiple national championships in the next five years. If the offense sucks this year, I may have to I may have to tuck and roll because I may be diving off that train. I I don't know I don't know how much longer I could ride on it. Before Daniel just goes kamikaze on us and does something real weird. Let's talk predictions about running backs, which we'll get to right after this. Daniel, I don't want you to go off the train quite yet. I want you to stay Look, there. Look, I'm not saying I'm, go, I'm not going I, off the train. I didn't hear, I'm just I, telling I you what will happen. I'm trying to give you a warning that if you're like, hey, Daniel, what was that thing you were – and I'm not there anymore? It's because I have do- I've dived off the train because it's week four – and Georgia still doesn't have a 350-yard offensive game or something. Okay? So. Wow, that, was, that's, that, seems, that seems like you're premeditated. It's, but It's not unreasonable for me to, for me to no, feel this way. No, that's all I'm no, saying. It's not, it's not no. unreasonable. No. Okay. Uh, now, 
Okay. Go ahead. Talk Let's about talk offense. about the running backs. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about running the running backs. backs. Much has been made about the running backs offseason. There seems to be a pecking order that is both assumed and some news coming out where we have the alpha, Zamir White. And by the way, if you haven't seen a hype video of Zamir White cutting through the off defense, and when I say cutting through the defense, I literally mean C opening, Zamir White bursting forth, and defensive players That's not a- touching him. That's um, fair to say. That's uh, something you enjoy seeing, Clint. Oh. Is that from your oh. from your previous uh, experience watching Zamir White? I think you've you've had many opinions. About I've had Zemir opinions White. about is Zamir that? White. My opinion about Zamir White is get your head up, find a hole, and run through it because I know you have all the talent in the world. I'm just waiting for you to read a defense. And sure enough, when those things happened on that film, albeit for. 5.2 seconds, Daniel. Doesn't I matter. Tiffany cut that up and you ready. You I, ready. I ready. I'm here. So, Samir, mm-hmm. keep doing that. Uh, seems to be that. And then it seems James Cook is making some noise uh, out of camp as well. But, Daniel, stop me if you've heard if you've heard me say that James Cook has made some noise in camp. I was just about to say it must be fall camp yeah, okay, because good. James Cook is set to have a breakout season. Yep. There you go. Must be fall camp. That was the that Listen, was the not- pre-edited blog that we had in our pocket from four months ago that we were inevitably obligated, contractually obligated to put out before the season started. Did you know his brother is Dalvin Cook? Hold, did you, were you aware on. of this? Hold on. Also, did Jake Fromm play in the Little League World Series? <laughs> he hit a home run. He hit a dinger in the Little League World Series. Clint, you'll never Fasc- believe it. Fascinating. Um, uh, I yeah. I, listen, I don't. I don't wish ill upon James Cook. I wish good upon him. Much good. Of course. Buku's of good. But I'll believe it when I see it. There we go. Okay. So here's here's my question to you. Okay. What's your prediction for James Cook's statistical output this year? Okay, let's go. James Cook statistical output. I'm going to give you this, may, this is not what you're asking for, but I'm going to give you, instead of, because 10-game season, I'm going to have to do some math mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. I don't like mm-hmm. any of that. Okay, so I'm going to give you a relative t- statistical output. Okay? I'll take that. James Cook finishes third on the team in carries. Okay. Third on the team in in opportun- in attempts, in rushing attempts and carries. Uh, I believe he finishes First on the team in receptions by a running back. Okay. I believe he finishes second on the team in rushing. Second on the team in rushing yards. I think it is, I think it is very close to third and not at all close to first. But I do think it will be sec- third in attempts, first in rushing yards, and first in receiving yards by a running back by quite a healthy margin. I, I-, I am predicting a productive season from James Cook this year. Um, so that's my that's my official statistical prediction for James Cook. Uh I'm going to go yards per attempt as my way of trying to define my expectations for James Cook okay. this year. Okay. okay. One of one of two things. There are only two outcomes that can come from James Cook this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 2.8 yards per carry. I was going to say 
Yep. That's option one. <laughs> option one. Option two, 8.4. I was gonna go thirteen point two. Was my option these, too? These are the where two he just options. houses it. He houses it every third time he touches the ball. Correct. Basically, yeah, it's feast or famine, uh, Daniel. So I don't know which one. He seems that's. I mean, that's who he seems to be. That he seems to be a feast or famine back. Now he's never gotten a lion's share of carries. Maybe he's carries the maybe the lack of. People around him, and I'm not trying to disparage any of the running backs around him, but I'm saying maybe the lack of premier talent or senior veteran guys around him, like have always been, he's either been surrounded by guys like Brian Harrion, Mm -hmm. who just are more reliable and more, the coaches trust him a lot more, or he's been surrounded by premier you know, talent like uh, DeAndre Swift. And so maybe the lack of those guys around him will give him more carries. And so we'll see a more steady James Cook this season. That's kind of what I'm banking on. Um, but I do think I do think Kenny McIntosh has more carries than him at the end of the year. I do think he finishes third in carries. Oh, hands down. Hey, that does it for Lockdown Bulldogs for our Tuesday episode. Come back tomorrow, Wednesday episode, where we'll be talking, well... This or that comes back. If you don't know what this or that is, come on back. This or it's that. one of our favorite segments. You can get with this or you can get with that. Fantastic segments for tomorrow. Come back for it. Uh, and we'll see you guys then. See ya.